Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Hey, how's it going, everyone? My name is Zach. And my name is Griffin. That's right, and we are here to tell you how you can work your own hours, make $150 a month while being your own boss. Sorry, did you say $150 a month? We're in the middle of an infomercial, Griffin. You gotta stick with the program. $150 a month and these 12 easy steps. <laughs> Buy our online CD. <laughs> you can get the first four steps for free. Step number one, quit your job. Step number two, do you exercise? Cut that shit out. Step number three, you now eat only brown rice. Step number four, kids lose them. For the remaining <laughs> remaining eight steps, you're going to have to buy our online CD. <laughs> Who sells CDs anymore? We do, because we know what's up. That's right. <laughs> we, went to the, we went to the Shifty Mercutio <laughs> School of Business and got our degrees from the man himself. <laughs> that's, yes, that's where we... <coughs> Ow. We're good. Hey everybody, how's it going? Hi, hi, hi listeners. It's it feels like it feels like it's been so long. It really, really does. Um I'm I'm Griffin, as I said earlier. And I am Zach, and welcome back to this here episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If <coughs> if my cough hasn't let on, <coughs> I've been sick over the last few days i have also been very sick over the past uh yeah about five to six days <laughs> yeah you you've been sick you were sick a lot longer than i am i am like coming out of it <clears throat> the cough and like a little like that's kind of all that's left yeah um, i got like a stomach bug of some kind yeah. i got like a very quick bout of the flu it was not fun at all yeah but um um, I think I did now. the opposite of what most stomach bugs do. Like I threw up the one, like the one night I had a small bout, but then like I didn't shit Zach for like three days. <laughs> oh my god! I don't want to go too into detail, but like the first couple days, I was also a little constipated. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like I wasn't eating anything. I was like, I was the level of sick where nothing, like the the mere thought of food was like nauseating it wasn't like nauseating for me i just lost my appetite big time yeah and like the crazy thing is like i did not feel hungry like i yeah. i had you know i had like a yogurt here and there or like some sips of broth but like i didn't i wasn't eating anything yeah it was it was not great um but yeah hey folks uh it's that time of year it's uh cold uh, cold and flu season i believe yep uh so uh take some vitamins um, get, get your flu shot get your flu shot if you're not vaccinated yet what are you doing get on it um try some zinc my mother swears by zinc some zinc what is that uh emergency mm -hmm. stuff like that the miracle vitamin the mir what is that vitamin c Oh, that's the miracle vitamin? Yeah, because anytime anything goes wrong, everyone's like, you need more vitamin C. You need some more, more vitamin C, man. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, we're we're both back kind of on the mend, at least enough to do an episode and attempts to be funny. So uh, here we are. and we Just are with going a little to... more coughs than usual on my end. <laughs> I think a little bit of that was you also choking a little on your Canada Dry. Uh, no, I haven't sipped from my Canada Dry in a bit. That was oh. um, cough and saliva, mm. I believe. So. Isn't it crazy? Zach, I know that, like, we're not the oldest people in the world. No, we're, we're not. We're in our late 20s. 
but isn't it crazy how we're like, I'm getting to the point where sometimes I'll breathe the wrong way and it will disrupt the next hour of my day. Yeah. <laughs> 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 my body reacted to that. <laughs> Damn. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> Or, like, I'll drink water the wrong way. Yeah. And it's Those like, moments, I gotta be super careful about how I drink water now, goddammit. Those moments that, like, you know, if, like, you sneeze with, like, your head pointed the wrong direction. <laughs> and then you're like, fuck! Ow! I'm dead now! <laughs> oh, God. That just took, like, a solid, like, half a year off of my lifespan. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> it's rough out there. It's rough out there. Everyone. Stay safe, y'all. Yeah. Anyway, real. you want to talk about some pets? Let's talk about some pets. We're uh, firing up those portals uh, into tor- into the very, very flung far future. Mm-hmm. Um, it's far flung is the phrase that I was trying to say there. Flung um, far. And we're looking at that ninth world creaturey part one. You know, it's yeah. been a while. Our our friends from a billion years of the, in the future. Um, the the wow. Just completely zoned out. You're good, yep. man. I was going to talk about Imprinted Echoes and the other, that podcast on Ghostlight Media. Like oh, us. yes. The, the other fantastic show here on Ghostlight Media, Imprinted Echoes, where they play Numenera. Numenera, which these creatures are from. Yo. And, of course, the publisher and developer, Monty Cook Games. Monty Cook Games. What's up? Uh, first, we have the cave Kui? Kui or Ki? I'm assuming it's one of the two. Let's go with Kui, because it sounds more whimsical. Kui. Cave Kui. Q-U-I. The Cave Kui. The Cave Kuis are winged creatures that dwell in abandoned ruins, underground, and in caves. Cave Kui culture puts the colony first, valuing the well-being of every member. This means that a colony is usually a force for peace, both for individual members of the colony and in the region surrounding a colony's location. In fact, there's a saying about cave quees that speaks to their demeanor. We can't, a war cannot end war. Only a cave quee can do that. What the fuck? Apparently Are these there's... like, just like diplomatic bats? Diplobats? I, I th- Diplobats. Um, yeah, the art uh, we got here. If you you gotta roll down to the next page, there, Griff. Ah. Um, but like it, it, like I gotta say, it's kind of ugly looking. Yeah. But it's it's like a you know a bat like creature hanging upside down. Um, around its like head and shoulders, it's got like this purple sort of lichen growing. Mm-hmm. But then around its neck, it's got these like, t- like not tentacles, but like. Little, little tendrils. Little tendrils with, like, lights on the end of them. You know, those, like, you know those, like, lights on the end of, like, the long snake-like, you know, the snakes that, like, plumbers will use to, you know, yeah, put inside like of, uh, you know, pipes and stuff and into drywall to, like, take a look around? There are, like, a bunch of those sticking out of this thing's neck. Right out of its trot. <laughs> its trot? Yeah, right out of its trot. Yeah. Cave Queens live in fear of something known as the Quee Curse, Ooh. which can strike individuals within a colony without apparent warning or cause. The curse transforms a placid Cave Quee into a crazed killer. Oh, no. What? Unless dealt with quickly. Oh, I got a uh, note. These, ba- these little guys are real small. Like, they've got, like, I'm assuming, like, the person... Uh, like yeah, for like size comparison and this thing's like about the size of i would say a large cat yeah like they're pretty small like big for a bat but small for a creature yeah unless dealt with quickly and permanently an entire cave quee colony can be converted uh can be converted into a hive of cursed quee cursed quee one of the most important positions in a colony is that of wing judge, responsible <laughs> for monitoring colony uh, colony health. If a cave quee falls under the curse, a wing judge can ignore normally can ignore normally forgiving and prog- uh, progressive laws and terminate the suspected curse quee with prejudice. Holy shit! I'm I'm jazzed right now. Holy shit! 
Kursk, we forget most of their culture, are much harder to kill than a regular cave Kui, and suffer from a hunger that no amount of killing and eating seems to slake. If a victim of a cursed Kui attack manages to survive, it's also affected by the curse. Cave Kuis become cursed Kuis over the course of a few weeks, while other living creatures are at risk of contracting a virulent sickness that kills them over the same period. Jesus Christ. So okay. this wing, so the wing judge is really just like, like Judge Dread. I was also thinking Judge Dread. Yes, it's just Judge Dread, like Wing with Judge wings. Dread. Yes, Wing Judge Dread. <laughs> I want to see one look like Sylvester Stallone and fly around and be like, "I am the law. <laughs> you judge. are cursed, Judge Quee. Judge Quee." The Honorable Judge Kui presiding. I will. I will go out and say that these things, uh, these these uh, uh, creatures. I think we. I think we can establish we are. We are no longer talking about uh, a pets category, but we're more in like Hisamgit Fafer territory of these are just people like who have intelligent culture who are just rad as hell. That's what's so hard about the Numenera books. It's like you don't know what's going to end up being a genius cuz like, these things can... just look like bats. Uh, this is all yeah, also the reminder that Griff and I don't read these before we we just look at a thing and go that looks pretty cool. Yep. Um <laughs> sometimes we'll glance at like you know if it has like an intelligent stat, but other than that, we don't really look at them. So I was like, "Ooh, cool, a bat with tentacles coming out of its neck. That'll be interesting." Uh, but they've got a whole fucking... They've got a judge culture and a culture. government, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't expect it at all. I love this show. Moving on. Um, so we've got two sections, one for the Cave Kui, one for the Cursed Kui. Uh, cave Kui, adults hang three feet in length. Not uh, like not stands three feet in length, but hangs three feet in length. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny. They compress have- when they stand upright. Damn, have wingspans in excess of eight feet. Wow. That's a pretty big wingspan. The creature's wing and fur color range from orange to dark gray, though many adults dye their fur and wings with vibrant colors to denote their position within the colony. Hmm. Interesting. Neat. They have salons. They have salons. <laughs> I want to like you know, like see like the the Long Island salon like like oh, you know, Queen. No. It's like oh my god, honey, I've been so long. Come sit down on my chair. We got so much work to do. Your roots please, need so much work. Please, please, please tell me you've been conditioning. <laughs> uh, the cursed Queen looks like a half star, uh, half starved, bedraggled, blood spattered, insane cave Queen. It randomly utters shrieks, cries, and croaks, and it foams red at the mouth. Hunger defines its every moment, even when its stomach is distended to grotesque proportions from recent gorging. Oh, not much makes me, like, viscerally uncomfortable, but that kind of did. Ew. Yeah. Go back to the nice ones. Back to the nice ones. Um, in combat, they uh, attack with the claws. Gonna get the claws. Uh, oh, check out the 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 motive on the cave queen. That's nice. I, yeah. Oh yeah. Curiosity. That's cute. Their motive is curiosity. their environments temperate and tropical forests of the beyond in flights of three or four. Cute. Uh, interactions. Cave queens speak their own hypersonic language, which many creatures can't hear. However, cave queens with the title of Air Talker, can make themselves heard by others by speaking through a Kui-made device of wood and stone that modulates pitch. (laughs) Air Talkers understand a variety of languages. There's another title in the use section. Two warring groups have called upon the services of an outsider to ease them into talks meant to end the conflict. The diplomat is a cave Kui with the title Harmony Bringer. Nice. God, these guys are so cool. Accompanied by a handful of air talkers and one wing judge. The Harmony Bringer has uh, contracted the first stages <gasps> of the Gui curse, but is hiding it. Ooh. ooh yeah, shit. these guys are fresh as hell. These are really cool. I'm glad. I, I was just like, ooh, cool bats. But no, this is awesome. 
But no, war cannot end war, Zach. Only a cave queen can do that. Only the cave queen can do They're that. They're our last hope for uh, for peace in this world. Peace in our time. That I think that's just my new saying for literally anything. It's like, eh, war cannot end war. Only a cave queen can do that. Zach, I just asked you what you wanted for lunch. Exactly. Okay, so Shake Shack? Shake Shack. All right. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Cave Queen, man, they're fucking like, I don't, like, I, I, I don't want to say like, holy shit, oh my god, these folks are fucking rad, but. Holy shit! Oh my god, these folks are fucking rad. Editor Griffin, make sure you do the thing. <laughs> um, what would your title in? Cave Kui culture be um deep cut referencer yeah nice yeah <laughs> mine would be the fuck haver <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> damn dude that's a good one thank you thank you I'm, I haven't talked to humans. I haven't talked to another person uh, for more than like five to ten minute increments for the past six days. So I have a lot of funny saved up. I'm realizing. Nice. I get all of it. Fucking. You get give it you. To me, you and the listeners get all of my pent up funny. Hell yeah! All right. Well, are we ready to move on? I think so. We've made some cool friends in the cave, Quee. Um Hey, we've knows? made a lot of friends today. <laughs> Let's put the Cave Kui on the list of, like, um, A, like, potential, like, recruiting opportunities. Yeah, um, no, like... H- for, like, H- customer HR service, HR. HR, yeah. Um, I think they could be really good, like, negotiators. I think they could, like, maybe excel in a sales department well. Oh, definitely. Um, like, also just, like, you know, uh, uh, always good to diversify our, like, clientele list in the Ninth World. Oh, so definitely. Let's let's maybe let's schedule a um like an outreach ambassador um to head out in the next sort of week or so. I think that'd be useful. Sounds great. All right, let's put it in the books. Janet, can you put it on the books? Thank you, Janet. Thank you, Janet. Did your bonus come in the mail yet? We sincerely hope so. You know, you good. Thank you, Janet. Good. I thank awesome. you for all your hard work. You did great this holiday season. You're thank you so much. We really appreciate you, Janet. Janet was saying that she was going to take her wife and kids on uh, on a vacation. So. Aww. She deserves it. game just in time. All right. Uh, up next, we have the uh, Slicer Beetle. Ooh, just like what, like, what a name. Again, I didn't read anything about this. I just saw a creature called the Slicer Beetle. Damn. Uh, what a this fucking thing- name. <laughs> The sl- slicer beetles like a um like a like a biker like a biker name you know what i mean like you walk into the like the biker bar and they're all playing mm-hmm. pool and stuff and you're like i'm here to uh, talk to the boss it's like oh you're here to talk to slicer beetle okay, um i'm here okay. to talk to uh, slicer beetle and then you know that's where like the jukebox turns like you hear like the yeah. record scratch <laughs> and everyone does the turn around <gasps> And so it's like, don't fucking say that name here. Get over here. <laughs> uh, this thing is uh, uh, pretty scary looking. It looks to be like a beetle. You know, it's got the 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 carapace and the six legs. Six legs? Yeah, it looks like six. Six legs. It does have the little like the little tiny mandibles too. Yeah, like the long in the, in, in the front. But mm-hmm. and those, so those like, are more like arms than legs. Yeah. Some like nasty jaws, bunch of eyes, bunch of spikes. It's climbing on like a big root of a tree, and there's like a guy with a torch who's like, "Oh shit, uh, I made the wrong choice." Yeah, they look like you're like um a monster you would see in like a like a late '80s action movie, like a like sci-fi. Starship Starship Troopers. Yeah, yeah, they kind of look like that. Yeah, damn a- bugs. <laughs> <laughs> There's a quote here at the top. Uh, it says, 
You could see his face getting ready for a retort, but then we all heard it. That scrape of carapace, the click of approaching pincers, big pincers, coming down the tunnel. Norlup had been right about a lot of legs and wrong about his use of the word creature, singular. I imagined any creature crawling through its tunnel would be slow, but not this one. Pincers first, then its triple-toothed mouth, one pair of red eyes, then another, then a third. Quote from a... uh, I'm going to guess a, either a book or a recording called The Sound of a Beast. Slicer beetles shed their tough carapaces three times during their lives. In the first two stages, these creatures look like well-armored, six-eyed beetles with front pincers, uh, front piercers designed to slice through flesh, bone, and most types of armor. They grow to nearly 12 feet high in their second stage. Although no one alive has claimed to see one, it is believed that in their final stage, the creatures morph one more time into savage burrow beasts that spend the remainder of their short lives underground, uh, protecting a giant nest made of their sloughed-off intestines and (gasps) other internal organs. (laughs) Gross, dude. Wowzers. Uh, Called uh, wizens by those who study the creatures and quote-unquote sure deaths by everyone else. <laughs> These creatures are said to be fierce opponents and fight to the death, parentheses, yours, not theirs. <laughs> Damn. In the defense of their young. How how wild of a creature do you have to be to be nicknamed by the locals a sure death? Like, that's... Like this, not it's not even the right universe. Uh, this, oh god, what what is what what's the 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 magicy person in in Numenera? Um, a nano. Yeah, that could kill a nano. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, sorry, let me revise that. That would kill a nano. <laughs> that will kill it. That would kill a glaive. Uh, <laughs> their motives are hungers for flesh, a classic, as well as defense of young. Their environment is wooded areas, underground tunnels, or soft rock caves. They, uh, Jesus Christ. Um, I believe, if, if I remember my metrics well, uh, like, light weapons in this game deal two points of damage. Medium do four, and large weapons deal six. Yeah, fuck, uh, Young creatures deal five damage. Adults deal seven. The wizens deal ten. And then no, they have like, three, only, four, and six armor, respectively. They've only got 15 health. Like, what is considered a lot for, like, a player character to have in that game? I think, I want to say 10. I think 10 is the baseline that everyone gets. I'm, oh, okay. I might be wrong. I haven't played in forever. But these things also have a shit ton of armor, which is just, like, static damage reduction, I'm pretty yeah. sure. So, you know, your small weapons are not going to be doing much. Like, you're going to have to pull out the really, really big guns to hurt one of the sure death, like, wizens. Yeah. Damn, dude. Slicer beetles are the kings of piercing and tearing, as their, you know, name might suggest. Uh, Using their pointed front legs to stab through and rip into flesh, bone, and armor. Uh, Additionally, each time that a slicer beetle successfully attacks... A victim must make a level 5 speed defense roll, or their armor is torn apart and destroyed. Shit! Holy fuck. (laughs) Interaction. Slicer beetles cannot be communicated with. Noted. Noted. Hey, we're not getting any of these, bro. Oh, no. Uh, Well, there's a little sidebar here thing as well. Uh, Yeah, there's sort of a depiction on the side of what I'm guessing is a wizen because it's, it's lost the legs for the yeah. most part and it looks it's like got... a burrowing creature. Mm-hmm. While no one living can rightfully claim to have seen a wizen, occasionally someone runs across a hastily scrawled depiction of just such a creature on the cave wall or in a tunnel deep below the earth. Such depictions are usually unfinished. Yep, that would make sense because they got that probably. All right. So... How do we sell these, Zach? Um, to whom do we sell these? To? Uh, whatever that company in Cabin in the Woods uh, <laughs> is that uh, 
has their bank of horrifying creatures that murder everyone. There we go. Yeah. There we go. I think. But granted, I, they're, I'm assuming their world kind of can't yeah, hit apocalypse level. So yeah. it'd be hard to probably make. If we find, if we, if we get to the right point in the timeline there. That's fair. We just can't let them know what's coming. Yeah. Look, they wrote a check that they really they wrote a pretty big check. Like, <laughs> there's nothing we can do to save that. The very least we can do, it, it would be rude for us not to turn a profit off of that. Yeah. If you've seen Cabin of the Woods, everyone, you know what we're talking about. If you haven't, sorry. I I think that in a rare circumstance, Zach, I don't think there's much we can do to spin these into good pets. Oh, no, purely, not at all. Purely based off the phrase, Slicer Beetles cannot be communicated with. No. Because they're, it's all, look, it's all about love, baby, but like, there's no capacity for love, I think, in the Slicer Beetle. No, they will just kill you. Unless. Unless? Do they have, they probably have a love for slicing. What if you're intangible and therefore cannot <gasps> be sliced? Sack. Did I find a loophole? You might have found a loophole. We haven't really explored pets for ghosts is a vein we really haven't tapped into. We haven't. What would be a good yeah, this could be a good pet for a ghost. Granted, a- the ghost wouldn't be able to like train it, so it's really yeah. just a ghost following a murder machine. <laughs> Which I mean, um, if you're a ghost, maybe you're just looking for something to do. Just a ghost, like, following this thing around, like, Chauncey, Chauncey! (laughs) So maybe... (laughs) Chauncey, no! Hey, give that woman her arm back! (laughs) Chaunce! (laughs) And it just keeps going. And that's the unfinished business, is the, the murder machine won't listen to them, and that's the way it will always be. So maybe these get marketed to ghosts as like a like a slicer beetle experience. Tell me more you know about that. I mean? Like you know how you can go on like you know like swimming with the dolphins mm-hmm. or um, you know an angry goose encounter in the watch park. the slicer beetles tear apart innocent. No, no, no. I'm saying like like some time. See what you can like if you're a ghost and your unfinished business isn't finishable. Even like I'm sure there are some some poltergeists in that situation. You're probably just looking for fucking something to do sometimes. Yeah. See the horrors you could not witness whilst living. <laughs> Come hang out with the slicer beetles. I'm still looking. Maybe you're looking for something to do. That's you fair. A sure the, death can't kill you if you're already dead. I think that we need to uh, nip this conversation in the butt because that opens up an entire uh, 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 source of revenue on afterlife experiences uh, <laughs> that you can do one without insurance because they're dead, and they're two dead. without any uh, safety protocols because they're already dead. This is brilliant. I know. Let's move on. Okay. Ad break. Ad quit. <laughs> Flip the button. Ad break. <laughs> the studio definitely has an ad break button that we have control of. <laughs> Casey, our soundboard operator, does not have access to the ad break button. Only we do. Only we do. We tell Casey when it's ad break time. Yeah. Hi, I'm Shifty Mercutio, owner and operator of Shifty Mercutio's pre-owned genies and genie resale emporium, home of the multiverse's largest supply of gently used genie paraphernalia. You know how many times people get overwhelmed by the prospect of three wishes and just choke up halfway through? What are those genies supposed to do then, huh? Just wait? Nah, 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 that's where I, Shifty Mercutio, come in. Every genie on my shelves has at least some wishes guaranteed. What? You don't take me, Shifty Mercutio, at my word? Well, listen to some of my partially satisfied customers. This thing only had half a wish left. How the fuck am I supposed to use half a wish? I thought I lucked out when the shitty lamp had a full wish left in it. I wished I was rich. It legally changed my name to Richard. Zero stars. This place sucks ass. My genie won't even work with me. I wish I'd never bought this stupid lamp. Oh, now you work? Now you work. Fuck you, piece of shit. What hot warm and words. 
So, if you're in the market for or in possession of a pre-owned or recently resold genie, come on down to Shifty Mercutio's pre-owned genies and genie resale emporium. Shifty Mercutio's. You get what you get. Don't throw a fit. Wow, that was a very quick and successful meeting with our uh, sort of franchisees uh, about ways to get this rolling. Look, we got we got people. Like our people do good work. Our people do good good work. Um, and just know and that we're already working well on compensated. that. We're already working on the trademark. So don't you fucking dare try to steal it, anyone. By the time this episode's released, it's already trademarked. It's so already I, trademarked. Sorry. sorry. We record. <laughs> we actually recorded this like four weeks ago, and we're just now releasing it. Now that Ooh, the trademarks wink. are in place, so uh, Ooh, get wink. fucked, rivals. Get fucked, competitors. You can't get on top of us. We're the top of this ladder, the skyscraper. You can't beat us. No one's ever going to beat us, and no one ever will. They thought that they were going to fucking Mister Steal Your Girl us, but we don't go out like fucking chumps. Nice try. Insert four quarters to play again, idiot. <laughs> so how how we got really hostile there everyone we're just very uh, much like the slicer beetle <laughs> we're very protective of our of our name and brand i like how we can i like how we can flip to heels and back at a moment's notice Look, in the business world, you got to be a heel sometime. You got to be adaptable. Yeah. You got to be ready to uh, ebb. You got to be ready to flow. What we got next, uh, folks, I'm glad you asked. We've got Sky Smashers. Yes. What a fucking name. Especially following up Slicer Beetle. We got Sky Smasher. Hey, what's up? My name's Slicer Beetle. This is my pal. This is my boy, Sky Smasher. That's just the sound. It's just. Mm-hmm. So um, I think the first one was better. Well, I'm going to try one more. Mm-hmm. See if we can get one, one, one more better. Okay. okay. Trying to just find like the best like <laughs> fist and palm. Oh, right there. <laughs> Ooh, that was pretty good. Okay. Okay, we can use that one. <laughs> so anyway, you looking to get sliced or you looking to get smashed? Pick your poison, dipshit. Uh, how much does it cost to get smashed? Because it's been a while. today that's called illness induced delirium my boy (laughs) 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 anyway sky smashers no casey keep keep the keep the recording going keep it going we're fine a sky smasher oh shit this sounds tight as hell A Sky Smasher arrives as a red blaze across the sky, leaving a trail of light and smoke. The streak is followed by a terrific boom, itself only a precursor to an even more dramatic event. Impact. A fountain of earth erupts from where the Sky Smasher touches down, destroying everything in short range but the creature itself. (laughs) The shockwave ripples outward, creating a fierce air blast reaching a half mile. Holy shit. In every direction, knocking down trees, structures, and any creatures in the area. The deafening roar of impact is audible 20 times as far, slowly fading like distant thunder. So 10 miles? So 10 miles, yes. That's when the Sky Smasher burrows out of its crater, a rocky creature over 20 feet tall. So they're just meteor lads. Meteor lads, yeah, kind of. They look, they kind of got like, they're like a, kind of like part beetle, part armadillo. Yeah. Part mole. Yeah. 
Like, they got them big mole arms. But they got kind of like, yeah, weird kind of buggy faces almost. Weird buggy faces and then, like, the you know, like the plates going on the back that, like, gets kind of like that armadillo sort of mm-hmm. segmentation. Let but us they, read yeah, on. they got the kind of curvy, yeah, like, the, like the, the flat mole arms for a digging. Sky Smashers seemingly live out most of their span in some usable realm above the sky crashing down to solid ground only to spawn and lay eggs. It's a weird what? use of the word usable. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird place to put that. What do you mean a usable realm? Do they mean another word? I can't think of what other word they would mean. Neither can I. It's usable is what it says there. Yeah. But they live in the sky, seemingly. Yeah, and then uh, I'm assuming a little portal opens up, and then they go thump and they, like, fall down to the like, planet. They just jump. It says it's above the sky, though. Oh, huh? Are they like? Let's read because I'm. Uh, let's just keep going. Okay. Uh, motive is reproduction. Environment okay. is high places of the world as well as places beyond the sky. Okay, so they so could like, theoretically they, live on, like, mountaintops and stuff. Yeah. But also places beyond the sky. Like, are we talking, like, the moon or, like, the stratosphere? I don't know. Okay. Let's see. They got fucking 21 health. They can fly, it would seem. Fun. Look at, look at movement. Immediate when burrowing, short when on the ground, long when flying. How do they fly? <laughs> They got a fucking jet engine up their ass? Like, what is this? <laughs> maybe. maybe they, just that's the, uh, they just Superman it, I guess. Just Maybe that's the trail of light and smoke. Do they... Do, yeah, there you go. <laughs> do they pour, pull a fucking Ford whenever he's in Caleb's tower? Up. Up. And they just fucking launch? Like, what the hell? Uh, let's see. So in combat, a Sky Smasher inflicts... Amazing bludgeoning damage. That's a f- I, I've never. It's like you know what? I'm gonna deal you some amazing bludgeoning damage. This is gonna be some amazing damage with its huge fist, and can make two attacks as a single action. A sky smasher can fly with extreme velocity, shooting skyward on a plume of flame and smoke. So yeah, they do have jet engines up their ass. <laughs> they have jet engines up their ass. <laughs> to do this, it spends a preparatory turn. Curling into a tight ball. In the following round, it ignites and rockets straight up. What the fuck? Any character or object within short range of the Sky Smasher's liftoff is washed in a wave of burning plasma that deals 10 points of damage. The wave also knocks creatures one step back the damage track and sets flammable items of fire. Fuck. What the hell? Once a lot, the Sky Smasher can crash down again anywhere in the world, though its <laughs> aim is imperfect. It usually lands within one to a hundred miles of the intended location. Okay. Damn. A Sky Smasher doesn't breathe. It has an additional 20 points of armor against damage from impacts and fire. <laughs> so they just are... They're, they can just turn a... a, a, a bio rocket on or something they can you know how we often say like that's like that set me to fucking space like when we're playing games and stuff <laughs> yeah this, they like literally you hit just a guy send so themselves. hard and you're like i'm another guy just got sent to the fucking moon yeah it's like, exactly no they just send themselves to space like they just like do a little tiny salute with their little claws just like doses <laughs> Fuck, dude. bye. Sky Smashers view most other life forms as ephemeral. If a Sky Smasher's landing mows a line of destruction through a human community, <laughs> it's not out of malice. The creature simply doesn't notice. Uh, Sky Smashers seem clever, but if they're thinking beings, they don't communicate it. Holy shit. Damn, dude. Apparently, a Sky Smasher egg is rich in Numenera. Someone who cracks one open delicately enough can uh, usually salvage a, 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 a heap of ciphers. That's strange. Their eggs are just full of stuff, then? The, them eggs? Well, it's uh, I'm assuming it's whatever makes the butt rocket go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. 
Oh, there's a little sidebar thing too about Sky Smasher Young. Oh yeah. Sky Smasher Young hatch from rocky cysts. Ugh. Don't like that word. <laughs> rocky cysts on the side of cliffs and mountains, no more than a few feet across when curled up. They defy gravity as they float off into the void overhead. They are not seen again for hundreds of years until they smash back down as adults <laughs> looking for others of their kind to mate with. Okay, so someone, what, just pops one of these eggs and, it, and a bunch of little balloons just go, whoop, whoop, Goodbye. Whoop. A bunch of buggy balloons float off into the, uh, into, like, into the, the somewhere. The dark of space. And then about a century later, they come plummeting back. Like a comet. Damn. Fascinating. <laughs> Absolutely fascinating. So, um, if you're like a hyper-cosmic being, then having like a, maybe like you could have a small colony of Sky Smashers, like an ant farm. Oh. You know what, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that would be like, wild. Like if you're a, if you're a, you know, like a Galactus tier being. Yeah. A titan just, of like, sorts. Yeah, there's like a, just a maybe like a, a a planet that doesn't have a lot of life on it. You can you, we can you know plant some sky smasher eggs there, and you can just kind of keep an eye on it and watch them do their thing and watch the cool grooves that they you know make in the earth as they come plummeting back down. They make a lot of cool colors with their butt rockets as they like come back into space. I love my armadillo bugs. <laughs> he's just like the dorkiest titan. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he's see what you don't realize is that he's actually a kid. He's got like a fucking propeller cap on, oh, uh, nice. and his parents gave him a planet just to like keep his his little yeah, pets yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, it was a um, yeah, it was a it was like a sweet sixteen gift. Oh, not even this, this. This fucking punk's like, like, like eight tops. Oh, he's got so a propeller like big, cap, just like rich kid energy. Yeah, he's like holding like like a lollipop the size of like the Milky Way. <laughs> yeah, he's got the fucking uh uh like some bib overalls on, but like they're yeah. shorts and like some high socks. Perfect. Some kids like he's <laughs> he's like, like like he's like I don't even know what it's like to be you know, be an adult galactic titan creature and it's like your voice is very low i'm afraid of how low it's gonna be when you grow up you <laughs> should hear my dance <laughs> if you don't let me play with your toys my dad's gonna consume your world this just reminds uh, a rick and morty that thing that's like what you've got show me what you show me got. what you've got Oh, Yo, man. Sky Smashers, like, this is rad. <laughs> like, I don't know how um, we monetize this at all. I gotta be honest with you, but it's just one of those things of, like, these guys are fucking wild. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Maybe this is like a, um, um, I imagine that considering their motive is reproduction and it takes what seems like centuries for them to do so, mm -hmm. maybe this is sort of a thing where, like, with, like, other sort of endangered species we have like a you know you like an adopt a sky smasher quote unquote mm -hmm. thing where you could like you know sponsor a sky smasher and you get pictures of it in the mail nice and it says you know it's you see a you like you know a little girl's gonna get like a postcard in the mail with like a blazing red comet in the sky and the text is just like Susie's doing great like <laughs> Yeah, but then the unfortunate day comes where like that person's like great great grandchild is like holding up that that postcard they got, yeah. and it's like ah oh, someday. And as they put the card down, they see the same red streak coming straight for them, and they're like, oh, oh no, <laughs> holding up the picture like it's its last resort. Susie, it's me, it's me. <laughs> We've loved you for generations. <laughs> God. <laughs> So I think that's how we monetize it. Yeah. Hey, we've gotten real dark here today. We've done some grim examples on this program today, my boy. 
Um, uh, you know what? But hey, That's it's what... all in the name of comedy and profit. Yes, we do love that. All righty. Last one? Last friend. Last one. Again, this one's going to be rough. Uh, this is a gazer. Not to be confused with gazers as we would know from, from the Forgotten Realms, yes? Correct. This is a big metal death ball shooting lasers. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, a gazer is a levitating metallic spherical automaton. Gotta love about it. About a foot and a half in diameter. Okie dokie. Various bits of equipment and blinking ciphers festoon a gazer's battered alloy body. I love the phrase festoon. Festoon's a great word. I don't use it enough. I'm going to start adding it to my everyday vocabulary. Oh, uh, Can you um, give us a definition of what festoon means? Yeah, it's like adorn. Um, like a, like if you're festooned with something. Um, specifically, it would seem that um, it's for like decorations. Um, uh, festoon, a ch- uh, noun, a chain or garland of flowers, leaves, or ribbons hung in a curve as a decoration. Hmm. Uh, or verb, uh, to adorn with ribbons, garlands, or other decorations. There you go. Yeah. Festoon. Thanks, man. Yeah. A concavity on one side of the sphere incessantly emits a beam of scarlet light. Blinding at best, the red beam can intensify in a moment, creating a ray capable of burning through nearly anything. Nice. They've got lightsaber vision. They've got lightsaber vision. (laughs) Could you imagine? Like, it's not laser vision. You get lightsaber eyes. Mm -hmm. How weird would that be? (laughs) Just you've got hanging out two lightsabers. It's like Cyclops, but worse. Okay, Cyclops isn't a laser. Oh, I know, okay? It's a beam of concussive force. Did I not say, but worse? Fake fan. (laughs) Okay, to be fair, I've never claimed to be a fan of the X-Men. That's fair. Uh, Their motive is defense, interestingly enough. Hmm. Their environment, uh, formations of 6 to 12 gazers might be found defending ancient ruined installations. Sometimes lone gazers are encountered as companions of Jax or Nanos, who reprogrammed it to act as a servitor. Hey, hey, hey. Zach, we've we got, got one. <laughs> uh, these they they kind of are getting the vibe of yeah, like a uh, basically like a the equivalent of a wizard's familiar, mm-hmm. but it's a robot with a lightsaber eye. <sighs> Because, yeah, they're not the strongest. They do two points of damage. They have a point of armor. They have three health. Uh, but they fly. They've got good perception. Uh, in combat, groups of gazers will fly in a spherical formation, which allows them to present the maximum possible perception and threat surface, which is a great phrase. Mm-hmm. Threat surface. That's like a band name for something. A gazer can fire its scarlet beam to attack a target at long range. If the gazer can see any part of its targets, it ignores any difficulty step penalties for cover that the target might have otherwise enjoyed, because they can, I guess, burn through cover with their lightsaber eye. That's fair. Uh, As few as three gazers can act as a swarm, focusing their attack on one target to make one attack roll as a single level three creature, dealing four points of damage. Talk about a a duel of fates, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On a miss, they still deal a point of damage. Wow. Which is rad. Uh, the intensity of a gazer's beam is measured at level 5 against the level of materials and inanimate objects. Uh, interactions. A gazer usually interacts only by flashing its beam in coded bursts, uh, accompanied by eerie bleats of electronic static. Most active gazers follow a program to defend a location, reconnoiter a wider area, or seek and destroy those who match profiles held in their machine brains. However, if any group of gazers is interfered with too much, they will eradicate the perceived threat. And one last little sidebar thing here. Gazers are speculated to be antiques of a forgotten war that were originally forged by the millions. Only a handful remain, however, uh, remain active. 
However, if one of the ancient warehouses could be discovered, that number could radically increase. Ooh. So yeah, they look to be maybe less death robot than I thought initially, and seemingly more of a potentially friendly robot pal. Little helper droid. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Good for scouting, good for zapping, good for warming up your tea. Good for exercise maybe mm. like you know you sit there you like give it like a little push and then it comes use it back like a me- you could use it like a medicine ball yeah. it's like a medicine ball yeah <laughs> um it, it, a floating medicine ball if you um are trying to read at night could be like a little night light for you a little night light <laughs> it's like easy easy <laughs> don't burn my book careful Lowest lowest setting. We talk. We trained this. <laughs> there we go. Here's some here's some tinfoil. <laughs> what would be a treat for like they don't eat anything, clearly. Yeah. Um, what what's a what's a thing that a machine brain would view as a treat? Um Bandwidth. Um, I mean, anything, anything to like lighten its, yeah, like capacity. Yeah, you could give it. It's like, um, like a nerd's rope, but you just give it like an Ethernet cable. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's like fruit by the foot. That really got me. <laughs> just like an Ethernet cable. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but it was it was really the equating the Ethernet cable to a nerd's rope. Yeah, that really that 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 was the that was that extra ten percent. Um, you throw fuses into its gob. Um, or paper honestly, clips. like if a machine brain like you know if it craves tasks, then you know something simple like a game of fetch. Oh, hell could yeah. probably like really satisfy that like task oriented brain of just being like return the thing. I can do that right now. Yeah, ooh, ooh. I did you know it. I like that. I like you I want like... me to do it again. I I just yeah. Ooh, ooh. I like the festoon murder ball. <laughs> there's the episode title i was Festing waiting for it i was waiting for it there we found it we got it thank god we got it every- hey everybody we got it oh god in the 11th hour for no good though. good pets i think um clear yeah obviously there's precedent for jacks and nanos in this setting to be able to reprogram these um you know, I, I think we'd be able to, um, any that you acquire from us will go ahead and have reprogrammed yeah, for you. Well. If you want, like, a fixer-upper, then, like, there are other establishments where you could do that. Yeah. We, we're not going to, that's, that's a lot our, of that's, that's just our policy, you know? Yeah, you understand. You know, like, you know, if something goes wrong, you get an eye lightsaber through your hand, or God forbid, your head. Like, we don't want that coming mm-hmm. on us. Liability. It's Yeah. Yeah, you understand. Any sort of, like, tech, like, you know, computer savviness or coding knowledge will do you well, being a gazer owner. Definitely. Not really a lot of breed variations you need to worry about. Yeah, that's that's fair. You also, can, however, choose the color of its eye. Ooh, ooh. What what color are you gonna pick? Green. You know, Zach. I think after saying that my favorite color has been green for the past twenty years, green I think is fish- for Griffin. I know, but I think that my favorite color has officially changed to pink. That's fair. You do enjoy pink. I do, and that's because when I was a kid, I said that it was purple, and then the, my 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 uh, fellow students at Catholic school said that's gay, and so I said it was green from that point forward because that was not a gay color to them. Hey, you know what? You're allowed to like pink and purple. I am allowed to like pink, and I fucking like. I have my 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 favorite shoes are pink. My the lights on my keyboard are pink. Your head, your bandana is pink. My bandana is pink. I'm one a of red. the one of the trademark colors for our show is purple. Yeah. 
if my my headphones and my other headphones and my other set of headphones um, are any indication, my favorite color is red. So you do. I'm like honestly fine with yeah with the color as is. I would I would do pink. That sounds pretty cool. What would you festoon your gazer with? Oh, what would I festoon it with? Um, Hot Wheels. (laughs) (laughs) That or fidgets. Just like a whole bunch of like fidget stuff. So like, you know, anytime they come around, you're sitting there and you can. That'd be cool. Just kind of holding it in your lap and just the ultimate fidget and it also will like go get you a beer <laughs> put a little magnet on it so that it can pick up like things like that and it just gets um, it by the bottle cap and brings it over mm-hmm. i think a lot of like there's a lot of room for like hats like, oh like, gazer yeah. hats gazer hats could be a very mm-hmm. big market um, um, you know how people like will have hats and they put like all the different pins on them and stuff. You yeah. get a bunch of pins for your gazer. Mm-hmm. Um, Those like con ribbons. Eyewear. <laughs> yeah, like glasses and monocles. It would and, be I. Yeah, it would be eyewear because it's only for they only have. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. You have to um, worry. You have to be careful about that though. It might like mess with the refraction of the laser eye. Oh well, yeah, it's got to be like a you know, like, like a like an empty frame. It's just sure, sure, for, sure. For style, really. Yeah. Um, a mustache could be fun. That'd be very classic. Yeah, um, that's very um, that's very early two thousands. Mm-hmm. You could yeah. also, you know, like how sometimes there's like those balloons that like they only put like like just enough helium to kind of keep it off the ground, but then they put like the little dangly like legs on it. <laughs> right. Uh, and then, like you know, you have like the the, the little leash, and so you like have like a okay, little but animal. yeah, a little little magnet like arms and legs yeah, to put and, on the side of that, and thing. so it can just sit there and like kind of follow you a little bit. God, that's really cute. Yeah, you know, this is a good game. show. Is that it for gazers? I think so. I think we. I think we. We hey, we got a good one in there. I'm thoroughly satisfied. So we got some some cool friends. With uh and, and you know Wing Judge Dread, some really some really fucking metal ones with Slicer Beetle and Sky Smasher. Oh yeah, and then and then Gazers are just a nice Robo Bud, good little Robo Buds. I like our Robo Buds. I do too. Festoon them all. <laughs> uh, but hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening to uh, yet another episode of Zach and Griffin's Pulse Universal Pet Shop. Yeah, we appreciate each and every one of you listening day in and day out. We know that you never stop listening to this show. Not at any point in time. So So, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Be sure to check out the other shows on the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net. You can also, if you want to uh, hype us up on the social medias, if you want to drop us a couple dollars every month over at patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia, you know we appreciate it. And we you know that money goes to a good cause supporting small creators and artists. Oh, yeah. I was having computer troubles for a while there, but I uh, am not any longer. Um, so hopefully Griff and I will be, uh, be able to actually do part two of, uh, <laughs> <coughs> of our stream of It Takes Two. So look, uh, look on Twitter for updates on that. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, if you don't want to hear anything, uh, in particular on the show, uh, hit us up on Twitter at pet shop cast and, uh, send us a DM. Our DMs are open. Slide into them. They're like, it's like greased. That's how easy it is to slide in. <laughs> I wasn't going to make a joke of a much higher quality, but I wasn't going to use the word greased. So... <laughs> Yeah. We'll never know which one was going to be worse. My brain's not functioning all the way. My inhibitions are that, really low. <laughs> that's okay. We got through the episode. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. I have been Griffin. I have been Zach. And just remember, folks, at the end of the day. It's all about love. Baby. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 
Thank you all for listening to episode 86 of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons, Jeremy, Xander, and Ice Deer Brewing for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nicole Tuttle Rob for making our theme song. You can find Nicole on Twitter at Nicole Voice and on The Silent Secrets as part of Ghostlight Media. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast, also a part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, I kind of changed how I was enunciating things, like stressing things throughout this read. What'd you guys think? I was kind of getting tired of the old way. Anyway, you're great. Kisses. Mwah. Bye. (laughs) This has been a Ghostlight Media production.